This episode of Video Marketing Madness is made possible by freevideoeditor.co. Are you looking to start making higher-end videos and start doing some really cool editing, but you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on an expensive editor? Well, check out freevideoeditor.co. All the power of a powerful video editor, including 4K video, three-point editing, green screening, and all that other fun stuff at the perfect price of zero dollars and zero cents. Heck, we even throw in a few extra goodies for you just for uh, picking it up. So check it out right now at freevideoeditor.co. And on today's show, we're going to talk about green screening, which you can do in our free video editor. So you should be able to have a lot of fun here. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.show podcast network, Facebook page, Video Marketing Madness, Twitter, Video MKT Madness. Plenty of useful tips posted every day. Good stuff. And now he's primping himself. I can That's see him. Right. In the, I, I can see him in the uh, little inset box. You know, <laughs> those, those, those little inset boxes. Unless there's three people on the webinar, you don't see them. For those of for those of you watching the live hangout, I didn't know that before. Oh, you know what? I did not know that either. That's yeah. You, so uh, you either see me or you. You know, but last week when we had Daryl, you could see all three of us. It's kind uh, of cool. so all of my antics while you're talking just aren't even seen by anybody. No, no, no. Darn. No. Well, so. that's all right. Hey, everybody, we're here to have some fun today, and there is nothing more fun than green screen. <laughs> that's the worst The worst thing I get. Nothing. There is nothing, nothing in the world more, more fun, fun than green screen video. Forget not Disney not World. A- Forget the escape rooms, roller coasters. Forget having kids, you know, yeah. nothing. Nothing is better than green screening videos. Dogs uh, and cats, chickens and ducks. That's nope. right. Nope. Now, in the world of video, green screen is kind of the Disney world of, of, of uh, production. So I'm going to coin that phrase. Green screening is the Disneyland of video production. And the reason I say that is because you can create a small world for yourself See that little tie in there? That's what we call a segue. Uh, (laughs) You can create a small world of your own just by using green screen video. Now, the problem, of course, is that people get very nervous about green screen video because in the old days, it was really, really hard to do well. In fact, if you ever go back and uh, watch newscasts from the late 80s and early 90s when it started to, uh, to become a big thing, you'll see, you know, you'll your weatherman would kind of have that funny color to him and there'd be green fringe around him. And it was just, it was a nightmare back then. Whereas nowadays it is really, really good. And pretty much anybody can do green screening. It just requires a few things that you need to know beforehand in order to make sure that you get the best image possible. And uh, Steve, what do you think? uh, What do you think of green screening overall? Well, you know, since I use mostly PLR videos, I don't do it a lot. Uh, when, when I first got into all the training stuff back in the Traffic Geyser days, I, uh, I taught myself how to do it. 
Nice. And then, I, and um, you know, I probably did a couple things, and then you know, I haven't done it since then because there's PLR videos, yeah. you know, that I use. So, um, but so I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to put them in the show notes, and I'm going to go back and try to do some uh, green screening again since it's been a while. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit of history about the whole green screening process because it's actually quite interesting, um, especially in the world of video. We're not going to go all the way back into talking about film and and how that worked, but we're going to talk specifically about video. And back about, I'm going to say maybe 15, 18 years ago before the the real takeover of high definition video before digital video cameras were big. Everybody had the, the old fashioned videotape cameras and many people had VHS or they, they, you know, if you had a a beta or maybe you had eight millimeter, but with all of those types of video cameras, it was actually hard, but it was going to get a little bit harder to do green screening. And, And what I mean by that is, Back then, because the cameras were, they weren't fantastic, uh, you had to really have your lighting down in order to do green screening on video. And what I mean by that is you needed to have a lot of lights. You needed to make sure that the lights were properly measured so that you're getting the the right amount of light on the background, the right, right amount of light on the person in the foreground. And it was just a real pain in the neck. But the cameras themselves, when you had a good setup, we're actually pretty good at green screening, whether you were doing it live or putting it into a, you know, an old primitive version of, uh, of uh, After Effects. You could do the green screening pretty easily at that point, assuming that everything you did up to that point was done well. Now, fast forward a little bit. We get past the old era of the analog video cameras. We start getting into the era of digital video cameras, uh, the most popular ones being the DV cameras which used the the little DV tapes. Now, you would think as the quality of the cameras improved, as the quality of the image actually looked better, that you'd be able to do even more green screening because of this. But unfortunately, the way that DV cameras worked, they actually compressed video based upon the colors in the image. And so therefore, when you tried to green screen, it didn't have a lot of information to be able to pull the green screen out, which led to some really bad results. It was easier as far as lighting goes, but the quality of the green screening was just terrible. A lot of weird fringing around people and and strange things were going on because uh, it, it just, there wasn't enough color information left after the compression to be able to, to do that. Now, the cool thing was you could use other cameras that were, that compressed uh, video in a different digital way but they were a lot more expensive. You could go from a digital camera straight into a computer and there were ways around some of the compressions and you could do things there too that were actually pretty good. But for the average person, green screening was just not a very good option. It was actually actually worse in some ways than beforehand. Well, let's fast forward again and we start to get into the era of high definition video, HDV, which is the, the same tapes as the DV tapes, but it's high definition and it actually compressed your video in a different way, which made it easier to green screen again. There was also AVC, which is what you see in a lot of the more modern cameras, a totally different type of compression method. And that allowed you to do green screening really, really well. 
And the reason was it actually compresses the image and not the color information. So all the color information is still there. There's enough to do a really good uh, green screen out of that. And believe it or not, you can actually do better green screening using something like your iPhone than you could with a higher-end camera back just a few years ago because of the type of compression that it uses. And believe it or not, most of my videos that I do here, and I've got over to the side of me, I've got a green screen and I've got some lights around the room. And But it's a smaller office that I have. This is I'm in my home office. It's a smaller one. And so most of the time, I actually just shoot with my iPhone. And the iPhone will do a really, really good job of capturing the video so that you can then green screen it. Now, we've actually got some nicer cameras here, but unfortunately, it's very difficult to use the nicer ones when you're the only person in the room, which is why I go for the iPhone. Control uh, a lot more of that by myself without bringing in somebody else. Now, once you've got your image, because we're talking about using iPhones, we're talking about using modern cameras, DSLRs, it's much, much easier to do the green screening. But we still have to think about the way we set all of this up. Because quite frankly, no matter how good your iPhone is, no matter how good your DSLR is, if you don't set up your green screen system beforehand, you're going to struggle getting a good result. And believe it or not, you know, like I said, I'm here in a small home office. I struggle with it every once in a while if I don't get it just right. Uh, if I'm being lazy and, and not, you know, taking the time to light things properly. But what you need in order to do a proper green screen is a few different items. The first one of which is no surprise here. You need a good green screen. Now, maybe good is, is, a, is a bit of a, a, you know, relative term here because you don't need to buy a super expensive green screen. You can buy a good, they, they sell uh, everything from pop-up green screens that are kind of like a pop-up tent. So they're, they're very similar to that where you just fold them up and you open them and they just pop open into a big uh, disc or a big square. And actually that's what I use over here right now is a, is a big portable one. The other thing you can do is you can buy fabric. So it, it, which is like a, a, almost like a thick bed sheet. That's the proper green color. And you can post that on your wall or hang it. Uh, the other option is you can buy a nicer green screen setup which you can get at a place like B&H or on Amazon even. And that'll come with a big frame and it'll stretch it out for you. Uh, another option is to get what they call a pull-down. And a pull-down is similar to those maps that we had when we were in high school where the teacher would walk up to the front and like a, like a window shade, he would pull down the, the map of the world or the map of the United States. Well, you do the same thing with this. You pull down the green screen. Or you can pull down a different background, depending upon what you're trying to do. And that makes for a very good green screen because it's very smooth. You don't have folds like you would with the, uh, with the fabric where you know, it was folded up. You won't have stretchy marks on it like on the pop-ups. So it's actually a really, really good option. Uh, and some of them use what they call what is actually like a cardboardy paper, which you can destroy a little bit by walking on it, but it works really, really well. And then as you start to rip it and step on it and whatever, you just tear it off like a doctor would tear off the paper on his, uh, on his hospital bed and you pull out a new piece. So it's very easy. You just keep pulling it out until the roll's gone and then you replace the roll and uh, you get a really, really nice green screen out of that. Now, the second part of green screening is the lights. Now, in the old days, you needed a ton of lights. In a typical green screen environment, we would have 
about four different lights just pointing on the green screen. We'd have three lights on the subject and sometimes, uh, you know, a couple other lights involved as well. Plus, we would actually have an old-fashioned uh, waveform monitor so that we could actually measure the amount of light because we had to sit there and literally go, okay, the background is set here. Now bring our subject in, light our subject. And the subject in the background had to be relatively the same lighting. And, you know, it was a big pain in the neck. Nowadays, you can just kind of, you know, do it by rule of thumb. Uh, for me, the easiest way to do it is to get a couple of uh, fluorescent style lights and just point them at the background and then have one or two lights that are pointing at the subject. I'm in a very small room. Difficult to get much more in there than that. If you're in a studio environment or a large area, maybe in your garage, you can actually do something even better, which is to have multiple lights pointing just at the background, two different lights in the front. One is a, what they call a key light. The key light would be a slightly harsher light that, uh, that hits you in a, in a you know, it's fairly strong light that, that hits one side of your face. And what they call a fill light, which is is a softer light that's going to hit the other side of your face so that it actually gives you a little bit of definition with one side being slightly brighter and the edges being kind of glowy. The other option to add in there is what they call a backlight. And what the backlight is, typically it's a smaller light that would be on a, you know, it's much higher in the air and points down at the back of your head and shoulders. So it's not pointing at your face. It's actually pointing towards the, the top of your head and the back of, you know, slightly to the back, but on the top of your head and the top and back of your shoulders. And what that does is that creates a really nice separation between you and the background and makes it actually a lot easier to do the green screening. That's what we call, it's called three-point lighting because you've got the kill, the kill, excuse me, the key light, the fill light, and the backlight. And that's going to give you a really nice look to you. And then, of course, if you just use a couple of fluorescent lights on the background, you're going to get a nice even screen. And that's the one key to this all is you want to make sure, even more so than the subject, that that green screen has a nice even light on it. You don't want to have hot spots and dark spots because that's going to make it a lot more difficult. So you want to put, what I have is I've actually got a set of old photography lights they're the, the kind that look like a big, uh, you know, a big round scoop. And they used to have big, big uh, incandescent bulbs in there. So they're basically giant round light bulbs. And I've replaced those with um, these giant curly Q bulbs. You know, the curly Q bulbs that we buy at the store these days to put into regular old sockets. Well, this is a gigantic version of those. And I put those in there to make a very soft light. And I use two of those to spread light evenly across the background. Uh, another great option is there are fluorescent tubes you can get where, you know, the traditional, like they look like the ones in, in an office building where you'd have a fluorescent tube above your head. And you put these in basically side mounted instead of them being, you know, long ways across the ceiling, they, they take the ballast and they make it tall and they put it on a pole and then that, you can put one on each side and use these fluorescent lights to shoot in. And that's going to give you a nice, even green screen. So there's a lot of different options. And again, if, if you're looking for any of this stuff, you can go to bnhphotovideo.com. You can check out all of these things. They've got the green screens. They've got the lights. You can even buy packages that have the green screen and all the lights that you need in one package for one price. In fact, if you can do that, because uh, it can be expensive, 
that's one direction I would definitely go is to uh, is to purchase the pack all in one because then you'll get instructions and, and everything else and uh, it'll, it'll work out well for you. But the big thing here is to make sure that that background is evenly lit as even as possible and then you light your foreground. Now the other the other trick too is make sure that the subject that you're going to be shooting steps away from the background. And the reason for this is if you get if you're lighting that background that green screen and you get your actor too close to that background, the green is actually going to spill onto him because it'll reflect off of there and it'll hit his face or it'll hit his you know his shoulders or his shirt. And then when you go to green screen, those parts of him that are colored are going to start to disappear as well if you're not careful. So you want to make sure to bring the subject away from the screen a few feet. Uh, if you're in a small room, you know, get them three or four feet away. If you're in a, a larger studio, do even more. You bring them eight feet away from the background and then light the subject. Now, the cool thing about that is once you bring somebody away from that background and then you light them, you're not going to cast big shadows on your green screen or have big light spills on your green screen from the lights on the subject. So you kind of get a double good effect there. You're going to get the fact that he's not going to get the reflection on him, and you'll be able to light him without interfering with your green screen. Okay, so once you have all of this set up, then we've got to get into the fun part, which is shooting your video. You want to make sure that you shoot your video just like you normally would. Make sure there's nothing moving around to create shadows on your background. And just shoot like you normally would on any sort of interview. And once you're done with that, you're going to bring the video back into your computer. And now, this is where the magic really happens. You want to make sure that you've got a halfway decent green screening tool. Now, ironically, what I've found is that uh, the one built into Final Cut Pro is actually really, really good. And so most times, as long as I've got decent lighting... That's the tool I'll use. Now, I have higher-end green screening tools, um, but they're very complex. They're very difficult to use, and they actually take up a lot more resources. So if you can get away with using the built-in one inside of a program like Final Cut Pro or iMovie or Adobe Premiere, you're going to be able to get a really good result without having to figure out all these special tools and buttons and gizmos, and you'll be able to do it right inside the native program a lot faster. Now, if you if you don't have all the adequate lighting that we talked about, you can still do green screening. You're going to have to put in a lot more work on the software end, but you can get away with that. All you have to do is do the best you can on making that background as even as possible, and then when you get into the software, you just have to make slight adjustments. Choose various shades of green to key out, um, make sure that it looks good. Check out the mat. Now, if you don't know what the mat is, in most of the softwares, now you may not see this in, in a program like uh, like iMovie or uh, some of the lower-end softwares. I, I may not have this feature where you can switch over to mat mode, which shows you the background as black and the subject as white. And when you look at that, you can really start to see, okay, look, over here in the background, we can see a little bit of white. And on the subject, we've got, you know, holes in them or it, he's kind of cut off on the head, things like that. So then you can go back in and make your adjustments until you have a really nice mat that you can see that has a very good white and black background. And so once you have all of that, you're going to have a really good image. 
But again, you're going to have to play around with this quite a bit. Now, at the beginning of the show, we talked about uh, freevideoeditor.co. So if you don't have a green screening tool, you can actually go there and you can download our shortcut video editor from there. And that will actually allow you to do some really good green screening. Uh, they added the green screening tool a couple months ago, and it's actually very, very good. And they break it up into two pieces. They've got an easy version and a more advanced version. And most of the time, the easy version is okay and does a decent job. The advanced version has a lot of other tools in there, but it's still actually pretty darn easy to use. So you can go in there and you can actually create some pretty good green screens uh, even with tough lighting in there if you use the advanced tools. And they're not very difficult. Now, the big thing is you want to make sure that you choose your proper background. Make sure you're picking the green color. Uh, it's a little tough to, to, uh, to explain this over the radio as opposed to a, a video, but hopefully you guys are getting the idea on this a little bit. Um, what you want to make sure is if your tool allows you to select the green color, try to go, if your green screen is not perfectly lit, and you see a slightly darker, slightly lighter areas, try to go somewhere that's in between, and then you can actually expand out how much you want to use the, the strength of that green screen. So if you go into the middle and then move the strength out, you'll actually get more of those green colors. And if you've lit, if you've lit it properly, you're going to find that just one click and boom, it's going to be ready to go. Uh, it, it, these days, it's that easy. It, it works that well. And that's now, what I found too, Ray, is, you know, I... Um, uh, of course, Mike Koenigs was doing a, a video on, on all this stuff, just like you're doing right now. So I made sure I had everything set up correctly. I had Sony Vegas, and I just Googled how to do green screening in Sony Vegas. And, you know, once I had my lighting and my background and everything else correct, uh, shot it on a ZI-8. And, you know, <laughs> so it wasn't, any, it wasn't any big deal. And uh, it was just pop, pop, pop. You know, it, it worked really well. Once you know the buttons to hit, and you, you can just Google it, you know, to, to, to get oh, exactly sure. the information you want as, a, as opposed to having to go through a, a knowledge base. So, Yep, absolutely. And, and just to, to kind of mention some of the softwares that, that do this, um, as you mentioned, Sony Vegas, Adobe Premiere, Final Cut, uh, iMovie, Shotcut, um, Screencast, or excuse me, uh, ScreenFlow. Uh, what's the other... Uh, Camtasia is the one I'm thinking of. Camtasia has it built in now. So there's a lot of different tools that are out there. There's even some standalone tools if you do some searching that you can download that you can do the same thing with. So there's a lot of great tools out there for green screening. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned, and this is something I want to mention because it's becoming more and more popular right now, and that's live green screening. Now, some software packages will actually allow you to do green screen live while transmitting the video instead of recording it and then doing the green screen later. So for instance, one of the programs that I use when I do my Facebook Live programs is a program called MIMO Live, which stands for multi-input, multi-output. And it allows me to do my Facebook Live videos or YouTube Live videos with graph animations and other videos and things. It essentially turns it into a, a full-blown TV studio, which is really kind of cool. Um, you know, almost like you had the lower thirds and all that. You can even do weather maps. They actually have weather maps in there to do weather if you want to. Um, but one of the features they have in there is live green screening. And again, you have to follow those same principles. It's actually 
it's, it's much tougher to do live green screening than it is to go in and do it as a post-production. So you really want to make sure your lighting is good. And quite honestly, I mean, people are a little more forgiving of, of you know, decent but not fantastic green screening in a live video. But if you can do it as, if you can do it as best as possible, certainly do that. But it allows you to actually come in, you set your lighting, you pick your green screen source, and then live on the air, as you're doing your show, you're already going to have the, uh, the green screen cut out in the background. So it makes it very, very cool to do some fun stuff. I actually haven't even done green screen with it yet, only because uh, the green screen's over here and, and I tend to use my camera over here. And so it's uh, logistically not, uh, not a, a big deal. Now, if I can get somebody in here to be assistant, then I can certainly do that. And at some point, we'll probably do a live green screening test and uh, see how it works there. But uh, just some very cool stuff. Now, some extra tips for doing green screening because this is something you want to pay a lot of attention to. And the biggest one is don't wear green. <laughs> now, I know that sounds like, uh, well, duh, but you would be surprised how many times people have showed up to a green screening session wearing green stripes, green flowers, a solid green shirt. Now, modern high-end software can actually go in there and distinguish between you wearing a green striped shirt in the background, but even that's going to be difficult. So if you're using basic software, it's going to be all but impossible to, to do that. So just make sure that when you shoot, you don't wear green and you don't wear anything close to green. In fact, if you could wear you know bright white, if you could wear uh, orange, if you could wear reds, if you could wear you know, bright blues, you know, some of those things will definitely help. Uh, the closer to reds and oranges, the better, uh, just because they're kind of the exact opposite of green, whereas some shades of blue start to get into the green area. So you definitely, you know, blue is okay, but if you can do reds and, and things like that, that's even better. Uh, whites are really good because if as long as you're not getting the green spill on the white, white is actually very good because it's so different than green because of the uh, the luminance and everything. It'll make a big difference. So uh, that's the one big effect. Now, if you need higher-end animation, or excuse me, higher-end green screen software to do more advanced things, there are options out there. The best one from that I've used is Primat, P-R-I-M-A-T-T-E. And this one actually has a ton of really cool tools in there. Very difficult to use. I'm not going to lie, a lot of options. Runs kind of slow, but it's got a lot of power in there. And if somebody shows up with that, you know, green flowered shirt, we actually had, uh, we were interviewing people at a, at a medical facility one time. And one of the ladies who showed up was wearing a green nurse's smock, you know, but it had, excuse me, blue nurse's smock, but it had green flowers all over it. And so she looked like a gunshot victim when we were trying to green screen her because she had all these holes in her. But, uh, you know, with a, a powerful tool like Primat, you can actually go in and fill those holes. So it'll know, okay, this is not meant to be cut out, and, you know, and it'll actually fix those things for you. But again, you're talking about a piece of software that I think runs about $900. So it's not a cheap investment. It's what they use inside of newsrooms and TV studios, things like that. But it's a very powerful tool that'll do a lot of cool stuff. Now, if you into After Effects, Adobe After Effects, there's actually some really good green screening tools in there that are that go above and beyond what people use in typical video editing software. So if you wanted to use that, you can go into Adobe After Effects. They've got some good built-in ones, 
and they've got a lot of really good ones that you can buy and add to Adobe After Effects, including Primat is one of their options in there that you can get. So there's a lot of good things you can do there. So with that, that's pretty much the basics of green screening. Steve, you got any questions about green screening? No, I'm good. I'm good. It's all in the setup. You know, that's that's the thing. And, uh, you know, again, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, freevideoeditor.co, for instance, uh, to learn how to green screen, just Google it. Yeah, very surprising. A surprisingly good green screening program. It really is. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, was kind of shocked at how well that did, so. And now, Mindset Matters. Okay, so for today's Mindset Matters, we're not going to talk about a book that you can go and download from audible.com or from Kindle, but we're going to talk more about podcasts. And the reason I want to talk about podcasts quickly is that there is so much amazing information out there that's going to help you business, it's going to help you with mindset, it's going to help you with finance, and it's going to provide you with entertainment even. And there's so much out there if you're willing to go out to iTunes and just search for podcasts. Now, some of my personal favorites aside from this one are Tony Robbins' new podcast, which he has out. Uh, very, very good stuff. He actually plays some of his live events right there on the podcast. So he's got a lot of great information. Internet Business Mastery, uh, that is a tremendous one that gives you a lot of great information. Pat Flynn has a lot of information for people that are doing uh, online marketing and you can learn a whole bunch of stuff from him. So I recommend that you go out there, check out some of the podcasts that are in your niche, even for entertainment, sports, uh, comedy. They've got all sorts of things out there, but it's an untapped genre of things that you can really learn from. So I highly recommend get into iTunes or whatever podcasting tool you want to use and start searching for podcasts that are going to help you to improve your business. And again, Tony Robbins, Internet Business Mastery, Pat Flynn, three of my personal favorites. Tim Ferriss has a podcast that's actually very good. Jack Mize has a podcast that's really good. So a lot of great stuff out there. Gary Vaynerchuk has one. So you can check those out. So highly recommend it. Check out podcasts and make sure that you're finding things that are going to help improve your business. Very easy and, of course, free. In fact, I think Pat Flynn is speaking at uh, Podcast Movement next week, which I'm going oh, to. I can almost guarantee he is. <laughs> yeah, I believe he is. A lot of those names sound familiar as speakers. So uh, I'm looking yes. forward to that. Grand Hyatt in Chicago. So that'll be kind of nice. Beautiful lobby there. Um, you know, of course, a meeting room is a meeting room. But it's still a, a wonderful venue to go to a trade show. So Yeah, it's exciting. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There's another uh, video marketing madness for this week, the radio show about video. By the way, I'm not here next week. What? Oh, I'm, in, I'm my podcast movement. So, <laughs> and so there, I told you I was remembering. We'll figure, we'll figure something out, though. Uh, all right. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.Show Podcast Network. Today's show made possible by freevideoeditor.co. Leave off the M. No M. No M. CO. If you want to start doing some of that green screening that we talked about today, then check out freevideoeditor.co. You can download the Shotcut Video Editor along with a bunch of goodies that we have in there as well and start making some video magic. Very, very easy to do. So there we go. Leave off the last M for magic. Yes. Freevideoeditor.co. The magic will come when you download it. 
That's right. All right. Well, that's it. Let's wrap it up with the jingle. Let's do it. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy.